When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you believe your father's accusers? I think it's a pretty inappropriate question to ask a daughter. I just read an Ivanka profile that yes. all of Twitter hated. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're in, you're in, and ever, nothing is off limits. That's how it works. I don't think that's a question you would ask many other daughters. I think that anyone who works for the White House um, should be expected to answer any question about the White House. Hello and welcome to Trumpcast. I'm Virginia Heffernan. A big week, but I'm not going to rehearse the howling madness this time. I'm swearing that off. To be honest, I'm just grieving for the dissolution of what I think of as Adam Schiff's House Intelligence Committee investigation. Sometimes justice seems to just flicker out there like a mirage. As Rick Wilson said on Twitter, that members of Congress who swore an oath to protect this nation have engaged in a sham investigation to produce a sham report to protect a sham president is an insult to the oath and a clear and present danger to the security of our nation. I mean, I'm keeping the faith, but I have to say I got more than moody reading Schiff's elegy to the committee. As he said, it's another tragic milestone for this Congress and represents yet another capitulation to the executive branch. By ending its oversight role in the only authorized investigation in the House, the majority has placed the interests of protecting the president over protecting the country, and history will judge its actions harshly. Another tragic milestone, and I'm going to leave it at that. What I need when I'm this low, I think, is a, is a beautiful angel to kind of mop my fevered brow. I mean, we're all lying here like down doughboys of the Great War. Who doesn't need the lovely ministering hands of a kind of Florence Nightingale, but a Florence Nightingale who looks like an actual model, to come to us when we're feeling down and quiet us without a sound? I nominate the angel of the White House, Ivanka Trump. She, the topic of Ivanka Trump, is going to sweep in today and lift our blues because she does cheer us up a little, doesn't she? All that Instagram pageantry, the swan neck, the showing up at the Olympics. But wait, why do we give Ivanka a pass? She was the point person on at least four sicko real estate projects. One is being investigated by Mueller. One is linked to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. One has a connection to an actual human trafficker. And one she was openly facing felony charges for. 
The question of Ivanka and why we give her a pass and mistake her for an angel is today's topic. And joining me in the studio to discuss it is Hannah Seligson, who has written about Ivanka Trump plenty and most recently for The Intercept. I'm going to talk to Hannah in just a second, but first the tweets. The House Intelligence Committee has, after a 14-month-long in-depth investigation, found no evidence of collusion or coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia to influence the 2016 presidential election. Mike Pompeo, director of the CIA, will become our new secretary of state. He will do a fantastic job. Thank you, Rex Tillerson, for his service. Gina Haspel will become the new director of the CIA and the first woman so chosen. Congratulations to all. Hundreds of people, including very important ambassadors and judges, are being blocked or slow-walked by the Democrats in the Senate. Many important positions in government are unfilled because of this obstruction. Worst in U.S. history. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hannah Seligson is right here with me in the studio. She's written about Ivanka Trump most recently for The Intercept. Hannah, thanks so much for coming in to talk about Ivanka Trump. I'm an Ivankologist, so this is very exciting for me. I'm very happy about that. We are following your lead, going to call her Ivanka, not to infantilize her, but because to distinguish her from the president, her father. Great. So the last time I talked about Ivanka Trump on this show, I was maybe rightfully upbraided on Twitter for bringing up both her status as a mother She now has her three children. I asked about when she saw her children in the midst of, you know, her Uh enigmatic job and her travel. Uh And that was considered sexist, Uh as is any reference to her appearance. Uh So in our conversation about why Ivanka gets a pass in spite of all this smoke around her, especially financial dealings, I think we have to start with the, the elephant in the room, which is she's a woman. She's a mother. She's a daughter. She's a wife. Uh-huh. She's a sister. Right. And she also is quite beautiful. I mean, I know I, I know people who don't like her want to say that she looks too plastic or she looks whatever. But I mean, she's up there with Jennifer Lawrence. She's a great looking lady. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, maybe not my type, but yes. I, <laughs> but I think also, too, it's fair, I would say, and I, I don't know the whole how you were upgraded on Twitter, but I think it is fair game in the sense that if you look at her Instagram feed, which many of us do and I follow closely, she uses her children and her beauty and her role as a mother in her personal brand and in her professional brand. So I think it is fair. And she let's also just step back for a second. She's a public figure. She is a government employee, even though she doesn't take a salary. So, you know, as I've 
written about her, she kind of wants to have it both ways. She wants to have the protection of a private citizen, but then wants to have the responsibilities and authority of a public figure. I mean, that is you nailed that. And you've written two terrific pieces about her um, in the one in the CJR a couple of months ago, a few months ago. And I think in the CJR one, you said that she occupies or has been said to occupy kind of no man's land because we can't go, you know, she's as much every bit of as much an advisor as was Steve Bannon or or Mike Flynn. She's considered to be very close to him and trusted. And yet we can't try to sort out, sift through her ideology, her conflicts, her whatever, because every time a reporter gets close enough to do this, she tells them, hands off, I'm his daughter. Right. And it was kind of astounding this summer when I was reporting the CJR piece, which was a meta piece about how the media covers her. The White House would not go on the record to tell me what her job description is. So that's, I would say, a, a, how do you hold someone accountable if you don't know what their job description is? And I think that gets into the whole area with Ivanka. So when someone asks her about sexual harassment, as the NBC interviewer did, Oh, well, I'm his daughter. That's off limits. Yes. And so it makes it very tricky for the press to cover her. I was once talking to a very, very powerful canny woman in show business, and I had the impression that her power was partly derived from this sort of weird dance where you were simultaneously afraid that you were going to hurt her. Mm -hmm. She seemed sort of fragile and that she was going to hurt you. Right. So you just you couldn't be like gloves off with her. We're like with Steve Bannon, if you're interviewing Steve Bannon, you put up a fight, he puts up a fight back. And if you're interviewing someone a little more delicate, who's not going to hurt you like Melania Trump, you are decorous and careful. But Ivanka has you coming and going. Right. You know, and we also have to talk about what another elephant in the room is what Ivanka offers to the press. Yeah. And it is, I would say, kind of an open secret among journalists that she is a source for for many reporters. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a difficult dynamic because Washington reporters or any reporters, they, they need sources. And then <laughs> thinking goes, you don't want to burn your sources, which whatever you want to say about Michael Wolff is kind of a noteworthy fact that he did burn so many of his sources. And he could do that because he's not on a daily Washington beat. And so who cares he if he's persona on. non grata at the White House? So but that's that's something that can never really totally be exposed. We won't know. No one's going to go on the record and say, yeah, Ivanka's my source for this or what. And they're very strategic. They have a communications. A de- well, they did have a dedicated communications person. And they also leak through other people, too. And they are very strategic about how and I'm saying they, Javanka, how they put out storylines about themselves and how they, I will say, spin deliberately different events at the White House. I mean, I've I've even heard, you know, so far down this road that it's been proposed that it, Jared Kushner may have even leaked the Trump Tower story about Don Jr. Right. To get ahead of it. So he didn't. It was more on Don Jr.'s shoulders. Yeah. That's no way to treat your brother-in-law. Well, it's I mean, it's going to come down to, don't you think, like every man for himself and woman for herself. And Ivanka, the popular story, even if you challenge the idea that she was going to be a moderating presence and that she's, you know, essentially a daughter, has been what side might she take when the, you know, if the chips fall Will she be, Sarah Ellison said on this show that she would cut Don Jr. loose like a free, like a starfish arm (laughs) and the whole family would starfish arm him. But, you know, would she would she um, side with her father against her husband? But maybe the question is not uh, Ivanka as 
someone connected to men, but Ivanka in herself. Can right. you talk us through the Ivanka career? We say she's a fashion designer, right. former model, mom. But what has she been doing all this time? Right. right. And so this is what's interesting. Ivanka has been described as a fashion designer, ex-model, but she was really a big mover and shaker at the Trump Organization. She went down to Miami five days after she gave birth to her daughter, which now having given birth eight weeks ago, I can't I can't <laughs> even imagine. But, you know, my my hat goes off to her and pulled through this whole Doral deal that is sort of a semi-legitimate deal. Yeah. And she's been instrumental in a lot of Trump deals, some of which have gone south, some of which have been potentially being investigated by different authorities. But she was a big force and an important player and someone that, as I understood it, Trump was thinking of appointing to run the Trump organization if she had decided not to go to Washington. So what does she I mean, in some ways, I'm confused about what a deal is. Uh-huh. It's obviously confu- a bit confusing what branding and licensing is, what right. the Trump organization even does. But everybody loves to make deals, apparently. Yeah. And, the, and the deals... Involve, you don't like to make deals? <laughs> the deals involve a lot of showing up for, you know, with big scissors, cutting ribbons and right. big shovels. Um, and it's almost always Ivanka's in those shots, right. um, even with without the, the, the so-called deals that she's a point person for. But what does she do? do in bringing together some of these financiers who look various degrees of shady. They almost never look like Warren Buffett, I got to say. Right. Um, In Azerbaijan, in Panama, for Trump Soho, for the proposed Moscow building. Right. um, And uh, and in Vancouver, the one that it seems like Mueller's investigating. Right. Um, What is she what does it look like when she's starting to put together this deal? Right. Well, so Ivanka has not talked to me and and got uh, taken me step by step through through all of her her jobs. But my reporting. So with the let's start with the Moscow Tower. Yeah. um, Which Ivanka's sort of denied that she had anything to do with, even though it was going to have an Ivanka Trump branded spa. And we know that at other Ivanka Trump Trump branded spas, she was very involved and even was figuring out and sourcing material for different projects. So really hands-on. The Doral deal, she she went down there because she wanted to negotiate a better price for the um, for the property. And, she and ended do we a- think that she alone, you know, how like in the movies they write down a number, so it's like they write $30 million on a piece of paper and then slide it across yeah. <laughs> the table, never missing eye contact. Do you think she does that or is this a team of lawyers in the room? I'm sure her? that there are other people, but I think that the, the big point here is that Ivanka had responsibility and that she's just not a pretty face. And yeah. the way that I have sort of started to think about this is vis-a-vis the Russia investigation. Yeah. And that her persona, her Instagram, this gets back to what we were talking about before, her yeah. her Instagram persona as a mother, as a daughter, as this savior of women, has worked in her favor. Because yeah. she has been able to I call her the ghost of the Russia investigation yeah. she's she's every she seems to be everywhere that Mueller is but no one sees her that is and, a great I mean that's a fascinating way to put it and and you know and we have it's not like we don't have nonstop coverage of the of the Russia investigation on all of these networks and people covering but she Ivanka very rarely seems to come up and I think it is because she's perceived as this ex model this that she runs a fashion company and so people don't take her seriously enough to consider her player. Yeah. In some ways... And I I say people, I mean the press. Right. In some ways, I think of her as... I I feel like it would be different. Maybe this will have to come out of the show. But if she were... If we 
perceived her as half Soviet of like right, as Ivana's right. daughter, right. you know, and Czech. Yeah. Because um because there's something she and Jared Kushner seem sort of waspy and like Kennedy-esque together. Right. Um and you just don't they they seem to have Russian thugs nowhere around them and yet picture after picture there's with there with Felix Sater or with you know some shady finance Panamanian financier that we'll never understand exactly but Jared has been under the microscope the press right. really and I think the the press hasn't had any problem going after Jared who you know looks nice and presents well True. and yes his business dealings have come more to light but you could argue that Ivanka is equally involved in as many shady or questionable real estate deals. But when what sort of is baffling to me, and I talked about this in the Columbia Journalism Review piece, when Adam Davidson reported on this Baku deal in yeah. Azerbaijan, that Ivanka was the lead person from the Trump organization on this deal where they were going to license their name to a hotel condo project. I can't remember exactly. If, I think, no, it was a hotel. And Adam Davidson, who's an amazing reporter, found out that the family they were working with had potential ties to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard yes. and money laundering. And Adam Davidson went on Morning Joe with Mika, yeah. who we know has was very friendly with Javanka. I think there's since been a fallout. Yeah. And was never asked about Ivanka. And so I just think. Well, if Michelle Obama was found to have had right. even gone anywhere near something that was potentially related to the Iranian Revolutionary yeah. Guard, can you imagine the reaction, Virginia? What do you think it would have been? You know, I think I, that is a perfect way to put it. And one thing I think you are getting at that I didn't initially see as the big issue here is that it's maybe it's not her appearance, not her status as the as the president's daughter. If she were Chelsea Clinton, come from out of town, she would would have been you know held a accountable but she is and this is it's a little squeamish to say this but she's was definitely while in new york part of some kind of media elite you know yes yes my co-host jacob weisberg has had dinner with her and and kushner before a lot of us who work in media that has a fashion side to it you end up socializing in you know in in those circles and um, fashion and media are very close. And Jared, you know, is publisher of The Observer. So. Right. They're fashion, media, they're real estate. They're, you know, had connections to Harvard and Wharton and all these other elite institutions. Um, but I will also say that Ivanka, you know, even though she is on one hand, she's very smart. But I think the other side of her whole persona is why she had such bad judgment on these issues. Yeah. Of these people from Felix Sater to Paul Manafort, you know, she was the one who printed out Paul Manafort's pitch letter and gave it to her father. Yep. She, as uh, someone described in The New Yorker, basically said to Michael Flynn, what kind of job, what job do you want? I know you quoted that as well in, in your LA Times piece. And so why is her judgment not come up and not, and I'll take it a step further, like because she is a government employee, whose interests does she have? Yeah. And what are her motives? And I don't think it's, look, I think it's very hard to get access to her and very difficult to answer these questions. But they're important questions to answer because we don't know, is she out for herself? Is she out for her father? Is she out for the country? Yep. And she plays it whenever it's convenient. She plays a a different role. Um, Flynn and Manafort have been indicted. um, So they're, you know, obviously on that side of the ledger. But the, the other person she championed was Scaramucci. And she, you know. Which was really to get Priebus out. 
Yeah. Or to get Sean Spicer out, I'm sorry. Right. And then she also wanted Chris Christie out right. um, together with her husband. But in, but I want to talk about bad judgment because... Oh, I also just want to say one more thing about the media. Yeah. Someone had described, because exactly what you're saying, and someone had encapsulated it so well to me. Yeah. Someone who was in the New York media world had said, a lot of people in the New York media world, and this was before the election, see Ivanka as one of their own. Yeah. And I thought that was such a powerful... And I, I understood, and it's not one of their own, that everyone's a billionaire, but that she was like a lot of people that she covers, yes. th- that cover her. Yeah. We were we were back there going over. We w- did Baku in, in Azerbaijan which, with right. its uh, fairly well-documented connections. I think I think the New Yorker comes right out and says the Iranian Revolutionary Guard is implicated or that right. this, the, this family seems like, you know. And a Senate committee, after Davidson's article came out, wanted that deal to be further investigated. So it was uh, a pretty compelling case he made. Um, and then there are two other deals that have been, uh, one of them, Trump Soho, has yeah. the Trump name has been removed from it. Yes. But that has, the, you know, there's a full smoking gun there. Right. Ivanka um, exaggerated um, sales numbers on that property. Yeah, I was looking over. So she said that it was 60% occupied. This was uh, a project in, in Soho downtown. Right. Um, 60% occupied when it was really 15 to 30% occupied. Right. And the, mm. the, the, the importance there is not just, oh, well, okay, who cares? It was she was telling that to potential buyers and people want to buy into a building where there's other people are buying into it because it impacts the real estate value. So they, it had real world implications for people's investments. And, and these were expensive apartments. Um, so we've got Soho, Baku, Panama. Can Panama. we talk a little bit about Panama? So Trump Soho lost the na- Trump name and is now called something else now and owned and operated entirely free of the Trump organization. Panama also just lost the Trump name. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that's another Ivanka project. We're not talking about things that Ivanka's adjacent to. She's often described as the point person on all these projects. Right. And so I know a little bit less about the Panama project, but I do know that she hired someone, a sales agent whose name is escaping me, who ended up in some shady situation with the law, whether it was money laundering or exaggerating sales, that it, basically there's a fact pattern here that you look at all of these projects, and you and I were talking about this before, and there's always some shady element. Yeah. People who weren't paid, which is sort of the least of the that that happened at Doral Contractors, um, to potentially to potential money laundering, to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, yes. to... So the question is, does Ivanka just not know? Does she not care? And is this just the Trump way of doing business? And she's taken that to the White House. And these were sort of the rules in New York, the, you know, hard and tumble world of New York real estate. Yeah. Because let's go back to Paul Manafort for a minute. You could have done a simple Google search to find out his past. Yes. And his connections to Russia and the Ukraine and all of the, you know, horrible governments that he represented. And I have to imagine Ivanka did that, or didn't she? I I don't know. That is what is so baffling to me. Did she not do it, or does she not care? Why do we ask the question of it? I mean, we do this about Donald Trump all the time. Right. And there's there's a, a strange line of defense with Donald Trump that he's too dumb to do this, or he's too arrogant to do this, or, you know, he never could have really worked with the Russians because he's not smart enough. There is, and for some reason with Ivanka, and I do think it's their pattern of deflection right. where they don't hear evil, or as you point out in, an, in a famous interview with Cosmopolitan, she, you know, someone asks her a hard, regular 
question that a journalist would yeah. ask you, and she'll detect negativity yes. in your way of talking. In other words, almost pathologize you right. for why would you ever, you know, I think when she was confronted with her father's pattern of sexual abuse, she said, as a daughter, you know, I'm allowed to trust my father. Right. So that's what I mean about the, like, she bridles and gets offended. And right. She brings in this em- emotional element. And that's, and that's very difficult. I don't know how I would react if someone's, well, there's a lot of negativity. Well, of course there's negativity in these questions. You're, yeah. And now you're a public official. I mean, the, the interview that you're talking about with um, with Cosmopolitan, where she basically refuted this evidence, video evidence that her father, I mean, it was, you could watch the videotape of it. Um, and then all of a sudden, inconvenient or uncomfortable facts become negativity. Yeah. And yeah. so to what degree does the press play into that? And how how can we push Ivanka and get better answers and more transparency? Right. And let's talk about Mueller. Mueller is now yeah. looking into a number of things, but he's looking into the Comey firing as a possible obstruction of justice, which is an impeachable offense. Right. And she was in the Bedminster meeting. So, yes, yes. All of the reporting indicates that she was one of three people Trump consulted about the decision. Stephen Miller, Jared and Ivanka and Wolf, again, whatever you want to make of his reporting, goes further and says that they really encouraged the Comey firing. His right. Na- yeah, his, he, his narrative is that Charlie Kushner was getting kind of uneasy that Mueller might be looking too much into the Kushner family finances with the Kushner companies. And so that they were sort of channeling uh, Charlie's anxiety. Yeah. Um, but he Wolf is sort of decisive that they were just cheerleaders for the Comey firing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that and I found it. I mean, he seemed to be well sourced on that, but yeah. I'm also very pro fire and fury. It's it, it. Oh my god! You we should start a two person fan club. It all, yeah, I mean, it really also holds up over time. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like almost, I'm, I'm rereading it. Well, my my theory about why I think the press was so hard on it because I think people are jealous. I mean, I'm green with envy. He got the most amazing access. I mean, right? right? I yeah. I have like, and we're a competitive um, bunch. Yeah, and, and they're not. And also, we, wouldn't you have loved to hang out in the atrium of the White House for eighteen months? I mean, are you kidding me? He. Yeah. He does. I'm like dripping with jealousy. A total jealousy. And also the other thing I really envy him for is the like DGAF strategy of just like, and now I will publish all of this and fuck the press. And I don't yeah. care what people ask me. Right. Because he doesn't have to make a daily deadline and doesn't have to go back to those people. <laughs> so right. again, I'm very conflicted because <laughs> I I understand they need these these sources. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's getting back right. to Ivanka. I right. wanna, oh, the other thing about Mueller where yeah. Ivanka was present was on Air Force One where they drafted what has now been clearly exposed as a cover-up statement about the Trump Tower meeting. Yes, between and, her brother and Natalia right. Vassilovskaya and some others. And Ivanka, as Wolf reported, conveniently took a sleeping pill and went to sleep. Yeah. And so Wolf sort of talks about the people who were in the front of the plane versus the back of the plane. And if you weren't physically in that room, you kind of had a get-out-of-jail-free card. I and interestingly, that, yeah. Hope Hicks and Josh Rafael, who were also there, according to Wolf, and I think according to many other reports, have um, since uh, tendered their resignation. Yeah. Um, so um, I also, you know, this is a, such an abstemious bunch. Trump famously doesn't drink. But w- I, I think Wolf and maybe others have reported that they do take Ambien to sleep on flights. Uh-huh. And uh, a friend of mine who travels frequently to Asia says that she, the stewardesses on one of the flights were telling her that the loose-lipped Ambien it, like at 4 a.m. when oh, everyone's uh- like, <laughs> and I, so I keep thinking of Air Force One like comes to life with ghosts. Right. Ghosts They're all walking around. Saying weird stuff on yeah. their Ambien. 
and sleep eating. That's the other thing I've heard. That's right. Sleep eating yeah. and pawing at the flight attendants right. and talking about Kislyak. Maybe yeah. there. Maybe it's the true serum that we all yes, need. Yes, yes. We should bug it. Yes. Um, but so, um, and then as far as projects go, we've talked about Doral, we've talked about Baku, we've talked about um, Panama a little bit. And then finally, we had this weird sleeper project in Vancouver that that's the only one we know Mueller to be interested in. Right. And it's not right. one that, you know, I had seen anyone writing about. Right. And we don't know, just to put it in perspective, that for a background check or for FBI, it's normal to look into foreign deals. So we don't we don't yep. know exactly what he's probing there or what, what the implications are. We do know that there's a Vanka Trump branded spa and we don't know, again, her involvement and what exactly he's poking around for. And, and why we're hearing about that one in particular. Yes, right. But this isn't the FBI background check should have already covered. I mean, Mueller's obviously up to something else. Right. Now we get to the ethical stuff, which is, you know, this elaborate SF-86 form that, you know, has come into consciousness because of all the people who have scored Fs and Ds on it. Yes. Um, among them, We've her conven- husband. Conveniently forgotten all the foreign people they've met with. <laughs> and they keep newly remembering yes. someone. Um, but we haven't heard that much about Ivanka because FS right. 86. But apparently, we I know think- she's twisting in the wind, as I think the Washington Post or someone reported yesterday on getting the full top secret clearance. She's never had it. We right. And now, now she's has this interim clearance. Right. But I think this lesser clearance, which uh-huh. Jared also was downgraded right. to, uh, is is virtually nothing. Like, I think maybe thousands of people Right, they were saying it. the calligrapher at the White House has more, has a higher security <laughs> clearance than, than Jared does. Okay. And also, let's just go, you know, there's Trump world and then there's the real world. My husband worked at the State Department. I remember when he was going through this, and he had traveled abroad extensively. They made him account for every day. What, what were you doing on the beach in Turkey that day? What were I mean? It's it's a very intense process, and it should be there. There should be a, a integrity to it. So, if Jared Kushner was not in Trump world, and I'm not the first person to say this, he would not get a security clearance under any circumstance. If Tillerson hadn't been let go this week, we probably would have still been talking about whether John Kelly's on the bubble, and <laughs> because right. for downgrading. Jared, he's right. now considered to be in Javanka's sights or, right. you know, they're quarreling with him. Right. And Ivanka's apparently upset that Kelly is embarrassing Jared. And now they're, I don't understand these th- things turn so quick. I thought they wanted Kelly at the beginning. They were very on board with yes. him. And then I guess now that he's not working in their favor, I guess it's not that mysterious. But I, mean, <laughs> I guess once you turn on them or do something that's not favorable. I to- still can't believe that that they can find people like John Kelly who oh. will give Jared a pass for this long. I mean, the truth is not like when did John Kelly, why did John Kelly finally decide to downgrade his security clearance? Right. So it, here's the question. What do you think it will take to downgrade? Their, so what, what do you think it'll take to get Javanka to leave the White House or for some major event to sort of expose something? Or what? what is going to finally hold them accountable to some degree? I mean, let's both weigh in on this and okay. then I should probably let you go. Um, get back to your baby. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, for some reason, have long held and, you know, as you say, Josh Raphael has left the White House. So although not- I don't know if he's left yet. Oh, OK. Okay, he's he's on his way out. Right. Um, so we don't know who's framing the story for them. I know he, through his lawyer, Abby Lowell, Jared, it has a crisis management firm. Yep. But I don't know what they're doing. He's so quiet right now. We haven't heard from Jared in a long time. Someone may be crafting a story that says we feel we're going to be more effective in the private sector. Uh-huh. I just feel like there's no, they have to write their way out of it. And if they 
if they do that, they mm-hmm. suddenly have no conflicts. Mm-hmm. They aren't getting anything done. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, the, Mueller has whatever he has in them. He, you know, why would they want to deepen the problems for themselves? And it doesn't look bad for them to jump out right now. I mean, it's Hope Hicks has done it. Oh, I think it looks bad for them to jump out right now. It makes them look like they have something to hide and that they can't handle the heat and that they have, I think they have too much pride also. Well, really, you don't think you could frame it as I'm going to be working with this innovation organization and we will yes, share if something you had, with if the White House and something, if, something feminism? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 100% yes. If Jared hadn't just been stripped of his security clearance. All right. What do you how do you think it ends? How do you think they Ugh. you know, do you think they're going to hang on to the bitter end till they're in orange jumpsuits? Um, I think they're going to hang on until the end of the school year because they have young kids in school. And so it's disruptive to take kids out of. So that's like yes. a very boring answer. Yeah, um, I think something and this is just my speculation, not based on any reporting. I think something will happen in the Mueller investigation. He'll either come up with something concrete about Kushner companies. Ivanka will get into his sights because she's an interesting person for him to interview. Yeah. And it has been noted that she has not been interviewed by Mueller. And mm-hmm. you have to imagine that he is a strategy vis-a-vis Ivanka. Mm-hmm. And what is that? And if he if he doesn't or he's waiting for something, I just think there's going to be some big moment with Mueller. I hope Jeannie Reed does the, you know, he doesn't usually do all the interrogations <laughs> himself, and I hope Jeannie Reed does it. And she doesn't use kid gloves the way the rest of us seem yeah. to be inclined to do with Ivanka. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and especially for coming into the studio. It's great to finally meet yeah, you. Yeah, it's great to finally meet you too. You're a fellow Ivancologist. I know. Oh, exactly. I was going to ask, what, who, how, how can we hold Ivanka more accountable in the press? I think Writing without access to her and indifferent to her. I mean, we don't need her. You and I don't need her as a source. So uh-huh. I think continuing to write about her without access. And also, I tried in the L.A. Times to write about her without ever referring to uh, Jared Kushner. Uh-huh. Um, or even why re-mention that she's the president's daughter. Like, right. just to think about her. And you know what? I wish we wouldn't always illustrate stories with the um, posed glamour shots of her. Right. Um, we never seem to have, like, photojournalism, plain photojournalism. We use the White House photos of her. Uh-huh. We repurpose. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And so she so gets we perpetuate, to model. we perpetuate that image. I think so, and, yeah. And what do you think about the argument that in some ways we're not doing women a favor by not taking her seriously? That I think there is this moment culturally where we're all raw, raw women, which is great. But but we also have to recognize that women are also capable of doing horrible things and laundering money and being bad and evil in different ways and not seeing a woman in that complete picture. So I, I do think that there is something about the cultural moment that is also working in Ivanka's favor. I do, too. I, I Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, uh, you know, although we have no trouble, or at least on the left, complaining about Kellyanne Conway and Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders. Mm-hmm. But, but Ivanka is just as much of an enabler, if that's what we're complaining about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's up to us, Ivankologists that we are, yeah. um, to continue to write about her without fear or favor, without uh, judge her by the content of her character, not her gender. Right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again for being here. Thank you. That's it for today's show. Trumpcast is produced by Jason DeLeon. And we have to thank John D. Domenico, our voice of Donald Trump. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at RealTrumpCast. That's at RealTrumpCast. And give us one of those great ratings, you know, like a three, a one, a five-star rating in the Apple Store. I'm Virginia Heffernan. Thanks for listening to Trumpcast. Trumpcast.